0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to On the Flank, episode number 24. Uh, My name is John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: Joe, today we have a very, very special episode because we have almost nothing to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> um.
1: it has only been like four days or something since our last show
0: <laughs> yeah it has you can't you can't that's our fault for scheduling but this is also a very special episode because uh this is uh, the first episode we're where we are starting our new schedule our new release time um and i know last week i said that we would have episodes every tuesdays but the fact of the matter is we'll have we'll be recording episodes every tuesdays every tuesday but um i'm not sure if i can get the edit quite done before i have to go to work i'm doing this before work every tuesday uh and we we have some longer episodes uh that that might run to the point where i need to leave for work immediately after the episode is done recording uh just based off time so i might just to uh spend the day after work um post or editing it it might post for your eastern for you eastern timers pretty late on the east coast um yeah on tuesday nights at the earliest is what i'm thinking but uh joe you, you excited for this for this episode we're so close to overwatch league right yeah we're, we're like right there
1: we get a handful of a can change uh we're gonna finish our season two preview teams this week Um, Mm -hmm. A bunch of fun stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Joe, last night, I just woke up. So I just woke up, basically. (laughs) And last night, I had a dream about Overwatch League preseason. I legitimately had a dream about Overwatch League. And it was fantastic. (laughs) The the, the, (laughs) the
1: dream was that it existed?
0: It existed. The Overwatch League preseason existed. But it was also at this outside venue... It was a very interesting moment. I was there. My brother was there. Not too many other people were there, and the audience was complaining about it. The person next to me was like, "This is embarrassing. There's only like seven people here." And then, um, so that was the scary part of the dream. I was like, "Owl, it's not popular anymore. No one cares." Uh, the other, the other part was the NYXL beat um, beat the Florida mayhem three to one. So that part was normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, so, impre- it's
1: impressive i mean in yeah. some ways
0: <laughs> it is very impressive uh, joe i hope one day you can have these fantastic dreams like <laughs> like me
1: i think it's, it's the proximity that's what happens when you
0: start living in california it's... yeah you just you start dreaming of esports events because they're all over <laughs> um <laughs> that's that's how we are starting off we, we should just analyze our dreams since we don't have too much to talk about today. <laughs> um, yeah, our, I mean, first to start off, uh, it's a pretty big pickup for NYXL, actually. I know we're, we were joking about how we have nothing, um, but we actually have something very big. Uh, NYXL, a last-second pickup. Um, they got a dog. <laughs> And it's fantastic. <laughs> I love this video. is hilarious. I mean, everyone's doing hype videos. The, the NYXL, um, I think, did like a dot. They were the team that did the documentary thing. Uh, but now they they've got a nice little funny video of uh, of their new dog, and it has a bunch of quotes in it. From I'm not sure if these are real quotes or <laughs> fake quotes from the from the owl talent, but um, it's fantastic. <laughs> Joe, what do you what do you think of this type of content you want more dogs in the league every everybody should get a dog right
1: yeah because well, I was thinking about that because like the only thing i could think of to, to like compare it to is like um uh, uh like chef heidi for for the Philly fusion is, is like their team <laughs> mascot but now um uh, now new york actually has a mascot it looks like the uh BB is the name of uh sheba that they have and so they have um uh, a little sabioli holding him her, it i don't know it doesn't say but uh their, their, their tweet said uh, uh poggers <laughs> with with paw like like yeah. dog
0: very <laughs> clever very clever <laughs> uh someone in the twitter replies said can i redeem owl tokens to give the dog head pats <laughs> and NYXL said Added, they added Twitch and said should be part of all access pass.
1: <laughs> yeah, they get We we need a we need a new hero with a dog. Yeah. hero thirty needs yeah. to have a dog.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a hamster. We've got a monkey, but dog. We and, need and a dog and a big Omnic Butler. <laughs> yes yes we do um what's it should be it should be hero time soon i feel like right
1: yeah i'm trying to think because i think brig came out in like march or april of last year
0: yeah march that's coming up march is coming up um i still i still just want overwatch to release more heroes uh, for, uh, a year but we know they're not going to do that they like <laughs> polish blizzard likes polish it's true um. Oh boy. I mean, this is such huge news. I've, New York. I, they've. They're already the best team in the league, and then they add this. They add. They add BB. I mean, the best dog in the league. You gotta be kidding me with this. <laughs> um. if if NYXL chokes this year, it's <laughs> definitely sandbagging. It's gotta be sandbagging. Clearly clearly the dog i wonder if the dog knows how to sandbag yet <coughs> or play minecraft I don't know. <laughs> they'll, they'll be teaching them here um the other news is we have another option for fantasy overwatch uh with high noon.gg they they released their fantasy overwatch i believe this is I mean, there are probably maybe some other options, but Winston's Lab and now High Noon GG, these are the, the main two options uh, if you want to play fantasy esports, specifically Fantasy Overwatch League. They got no other esports on there, but uh, it's it's an interesting premise. I we If you listened to our podcast before and you know of the episode where we talked about Fantasy Overwatch, you'll know that I really want... Um, some fantasy overwatch and this is very interesting almost the exact opposite of what i proposed Uh, if you remember i proposed sort of stats for each hero um, played and that way because i had an issue with winston's lab because um, basically support players like you got negative points on winston's lab because they had no stats for healing they had no stats for it was just ridiculous it was it was a bad thing to have a mercy player on your team like if you had a mercy player on your team your team was in the negatives um, but it seems like high noon took a look at that and they, they brought healing in but this is very simple there's only three three stats um, you get .5 points per elimination you get one point per 1000 damage and then one point for 1000 healing um so they have healing in there, they have damage in there. And they have elimination and eliminations in there, which is I mean, that's like the big 3. Um it's nowhere close to my proposal of uh <clears throat> point individual points for each hero, but that's fine. Um we we I can't ask for that to happen right away. It's the, I mean, I'm glad they got something off this year. Um, to compete with Winston's lab in general. So uh Joe, I, I noticed you're already making a you already decided to make a butler league. You you, you getting into fantasy now? You getting into fantasy Overwatch?
1: Huh? I mean it, it'll be It seems like now's a good time to start, right? You know, we've got, you know, um some ridiculously large number of players I, I don't know how many players actually are in the league, but um uh, there's a lot of them from 20 teams and uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be good to to uh try to do that i know we're doing a inter podcast one too um in addition to whatever you can you know
0: start on your own (laughs) oh yeah um and that that is happening soon um and i was going to on this podcast go in depth because i i went on my excel sheet I, I immediately looked at these stats from last year to see who would be the best player in High Noon.gg, and uh, that's unfortunately going to have to be saved for next podcast because I, I can't reveal any of this. It, ta- it takes actual math and work to to get this stuff, and I don't want to just hand it to my opponents in this High noon GG league that we're having with the other podcasts. I mean, I know they're going to listen to this. I know they're going to try to steal my strats and i don't want that to happen because we are going to win right joe on the flank is going to be the winner
1: oh yeah i mean coming at it from the metaphorical angle that we are i mean who, who can beat us
0: <laughs> exactly and that's that's our whole strategy we're not gonna we're not we're not telling our strats we're not telling all the math we're doing we're coming on the flank you're right joe we're going <laughs> on the flank um but i guess to get in more depth on high new gg there's a standard draft and there is unlimited um I'm I am mostly doing standard drafts um, so there's up to 10 participants I don't know like what the minimum is though it doesn't say the minimum amount of players you need uh, as anyway. long as it's
1: as long as it's an even number for standard draft
0: okay because they don't want to have bias okay yeah makes sense buys are annoying I don't think anyone I mean in normal fantasy sports you can have an odd You can have an an odd amount of numbers and do buys, but I don't think anybody does that or aims to do that ever. Uh, During, there will be a live draft. You get to draft 12 players, uh, and seven of those players will start each week. Two damage dealers, two tanks, and two supports alongside one captain. And by captain, they mean... Uh, just a player of any position, basically. Just bonus, um, yeah. Just it's like it's a fle- They call it a flex in fantasy. Um, a flex is any position. You just put them in. And um, so
1: basically, it's probably going to be uh, a DPS or a tank player. But cause, yes, because again, um, you do get the credit wanna, for eliminations. But
0: I don't, I don't want to reveal anything. <laughs> um, but I, I have a feeling I uh, of who I'm going to draft here. So, um. God, I really wish I could talk about this stuff, but I'll, I'll talk about it maybe next week. There you go. Um, because I did a bunch of stats. I figured out, like, there's some very interesting results if you put in last year's results as to who would have the most points in the league. So. Um, and yeah, next week will be a, a big show. This episode is just such a tease. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> um, besides that um but there's other interesting rules since um since the since some teams are playing two games a week some teams are playing one game a week some teams are playing no games in a week uh it's going to be if you're playing two games a week you only get point the player only gets points from their best game uh, so which i thought was a good way to combat it uh because it, it is unfair then you're just going to want to pick up the players that are playing two games a week and and not play the players who play one game a week the one game a weekers are just automatically benched if they don't do this so so, so what uh, happens
1: uh, i was curious looking through this what happens if um uh, somebody that you put on your roster um doesn't get any play time that week like the team is playing but they just uh they aren't
0: uh, then they aren't played you get you get zero points oh. i believe so yeah it's you want to that's the other thing is um, I I will reveal because I think this is obvious um, (laughs) the players who play the most time are going to be the most valuable because um, while there are differences and like for example last year Striker did tons of damage and got tons of eliminations compared to someone else to like another DPS player. Um, one of the biggest things is also time because everybody is going to do damage, right? No one's no one's going to get no one no DPS player is going to get zero damage uh, ever. So it's it's mostly just about who uh, plays the most time and that's the other thing that kind of upsets me is because it also could just be who's I mean, who the best player is could be who whatever team is going to five maps the most often, right? Because then they get more time played
1: yeah, that's um, and,
0: true. and stuff like that. Um, which is why I think Blizzard in the first place was so, uh, so keen on making stats per 10 minutes and not total. Because total is very indicative of just who has played the most overall. Which is, yeah, which is not really indicative of who the best player is. Um, You're not necessarily the best. In fact, you might be like in the middle of the pack because you're often going to five game maps if you you've played the most. So um, that's that's probably my one issue I can talk about with this with this scoring system is, I mean, but there there is no way for me to go in and say. Like before the draft and say, I think Godsbys going to be playing the most time out of any DPS this this uh, this season because I think Hangzhou will have the most five gamers and all this stuff. Like I can't predict that, right? So I mean, it's 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 a problem, but at the same time, it's not because it's fantasy and that's luck and that's <laughs> luck based. Everything's in fantasy. Half of fantasy is luck based. So. Uh-huh. Um another thing they have trades which is fantastic um to have in the first year of a fantasy league because trades are the most exciting part. Um by far most exciting part. Yeah. If you got uh, trades are with a young league though, trades rarely happen because they're scary, right? Uh you don't want to give up your good players. Uh-huh. But uh trades trades can be super fun. Um. This is this is an interesting one. Will the formula for player points ever be changed? They say they will never make changes mid stage, but they might make changes mid season. That's the key. Yeah,
1: I, um, I guess once you get a bunch of data, see how they're actually starting to perform.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because it almost scares you to draft a certain strategy because in the middle of the season that, that uh, those point systems could be changed, which it could be kind of frustrating, right? Like I, what if I drafted a team for this specific strategy? And then they were like, Oh no points is completely changing. I would be a little frustrated, right? Man. Um, cause you can't predict that you can't predict how they're going to change it. Right hmm what else anything else on here uh, it just talks about the draft which is uh you know a normal fantasy draft you i'm guessing when your turn comes add player cycle the next person snake pattern so it's a snake draft which means uh if you pick first in the first round you pick last in the next round and then back to first in the third round uh that that way it evens out so that you don't have the first pick every round which is just an advantage for you straight up so um duh, duh, duh. anything else here I guess unlimited an unlimited league is is it's like European style fantasy if is what I'm getting you basically you don't draft and every week you pick your set of players that you think is going to be the best set of players
1: yeah because that just allows that as many people as Uh, as you want to be in the same league
0: yeah um which which is a very famous like british premier league way to do fantasy uh which is soccer european soccer style um which is also it's it's a nice little competition to i i I enjoy that as well um but this i i i'm mainly going to be doing standard leagues Okay, um, hmm. and I guess the last thing is um, a lock, locking player locking, because uh, each player gets gets sort of locked on a week to week basis, and they, for example, say if you have raucous and the Houston Outlaws are playing Friday at 7 p.m., then exactly at 7 p.m., raucous will be locked. You can no longer, which basically means you can no longer. Move him freely around your roster. So you, if you were, if the Outlaws game started, you can no longer move Outlaw or Raucus from your bench to the starting lineup. Um, so it locks at they lock at uh, your scheduled game, and they lock for the entire week, which is important. Which is important. So if Outlaws had two games that week, uh, and you you said you thought maybe. Maybe the first game was against like NYXL, and then the second game was against Florida Mayhem. Um, you would still want Ruckus to be in by the NYXL game because he would be locked in for the weekend. Despite you thinking, well, he's not going to do that well in the NYXL game, only in the Mayhem game. So you want to you want to put him in your your lineup before that first game. It's true. But there's God. I'm giving out strats on that. <laughs> All right. oh wow we got we got a lot out of um out of that out of that little news piece um thank god for my history with fantasy and how much i love it there you go all right joe season two preview it is coming to an end we have done every single team but two and those two are the paris eternal and guangzhou charge if Uh, you're a fan of any of those other teams and you haven't been listening you can go back to um, any any episode in the past basically two months uh, and take a listen Uh, we have which team we previewed in the episode description for for easy listening if you uh, only want to hear a few select teams that we previewed you can go back and find when we previewed them uh, but each, each week we've been previewing team by team. We've been giving each team an offseason grade. We've been telling you who we think their standout players, their MVP, is going to be this year. Uh, we take a look at anticipated matchups and storylines. And then, uh, well, in the case for these expansion teams, we, we give you a rough outlook of where we think they're going to place in the league this year. And it's all leading up to the reveal of our power rankings next week i know joe you've already got a nice little rough outline of your power rankings over there i'm i'm getting ready to write mine probably sometime today or this week i'm excited okay paris eternal this is the first team uh this is the european team to take it all Um, they went full euro on us uh, adding adding a, a bunch of europeans and even Snagging soon from the Los Angeles Valiant, Joe. What do you what do you think of the Paris Eternals off season?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting roster. Like you said, the uh, all European um, is where they're going. There, they brought in um, uh, lots of the core of um, Team France in particular from the Overwatch World Cup or the Overwatch World Cup uh, that you remember from this last year uh, with soon, Nico, and Ben Best. Um, all now on this roster um uh, which which is notable right you know that was that was a team that uh, had, it had some success there for sure um and then plus to see uh, lots of uh returning owl uh okay uh, not lots but some some returning owl talent here too she, you know uh obviously shadowburn coming in from uh Philadelphia fusion there too to um uh you know, cement uh, that, uh DPS lineup, especially, is what I'm uh, really a fan of. I think for this uh, for this roster in particular. But um, they uh also Kai Kai is back. Uh, Kai Kai is the assistant coach uh, for Paris Eternal. Uh, you remember him from uh, I think Houston and Dallas, right? At one point last last yeah, yeah.
0: last Dallas, season, Dallas first, of course, and then after Dallas, Houston. Yeah. Uh, and now he's Bet- in betrayed him betrayed dallas <laughs> it's true
1: uh and now he's in paris so uh that's a thing also coach damon um again who coached the uh Overwatch World cup team france um but yeah this is a really cool uh really cool roster obviously uh they've got lots to prove i think is, is definitely fair, fair to say um and uh, but, but i think they they can have some success i I know it was several weeks ago now on this show, I don't know in what context, um, but I, I think Paris was one of the uh, expansion teams I highlighted that I think has the potential to do really well. Um, it's they're, they're sort of, uh, uh, you, you know, I might even say they're even a bit underrated, um, uh, potentially, by some of these uh, uh, power rankings you might see, but uh, you know this is definitely a team um, that I want to see do well. Uh, they uh definitely can do well um i've talked about the confidence factor of uh, teams being really intentional about the things they want to do um and being able to execute those well and i think that's definitely uh something they accomplished here again even pulling in um you, you know the trade of of soon from LA valley you know they're they're super serious about this uh, and about having this um, strong core but yeah so um whether the whether the players you know mechanically cohesively end up working out, I think, um, that definitely the plan here is strong, um, and the the intent I think is gonna um, come up with some success. And I think that's that's kind of the point. Uh, so grade the off season. Uh, I'd probably give uh, Paris Eternal. We'll give them uh, a B plus, A minus, maybe.
0: Hmm. Nice. Um. Paris Eternal for me. Uh, we talked about. I mean, w- while their off-season signings were going on, I think we had a nice little topic there in the show from from us about how I I'm just confused why you limit yourself in in the player pool you can pick up, um, specifically in in the efforts to try to win. Uh, being being a part of an esports. Are working for an esports organization right now, Echo Fox. Um, maybe reasons have come to the forefront that, that I that I realized they would they would want to do that. And um, it, winning isn't the only goal of an organization is the is the truth of it. Uh, you also want to get tons of fans so you can make revenue via uh, merch, all this other stuff that that comes with a lot of fans. And this choice got them a lot of European fans. Uh, which confused me because despite London being the first season champion, they were the best team last year. Um, Despite them winning it all straight up Europeans, they were not a fan of that roster. And it was because there was not a single European player on it. It was all Korean. Um, And when this roster came out, they all rushed to it because it is an entirely European roster. Even soon himself rushed to it um because it was an entirely european roster and he wanted to join it and um yeah i'm just interested in seeing seeing that i mean of course that matchup which kind of spoils a segment for later but um, i'm excited to see how paris does this season based off the strategy because in all honesty they did limit themselves this offseason uh which is which was a it was a choice made to get more fans, uh, not necessarily to win, and our offseason grade is unfortunately not grading them on their ability to win. That being said, they did get a, go- they did get a pretty good roster. Um, in that World Cup, I liked the Paris team a lot, Ben Best, and I've always been a fan of Nico's. It was uh, He was too young to play last year, I believe, and he's finally old enough. Um, he was on Rogue, and I think he was one of the strong points at, of Rogue towards the end when Rogue was kind of getting a little worse and a little burnt out. I still think Nico was was standing out to me, so I I like Nico a lot. And then you got the return of Shadowburn, who unfortunately got overshadowed by E.Q.O. and I still think is a fantastic DPS player, uh, despite him not starting the last the end of last season. Uh, so I, I think there's some great talent on this team, um, and despite limiting them themselves in their player pool and only being able to pick up European players, I think they did very well despite despite that limit. So I'm gonna give them a B. Um, uh, yeah, a B. Cool. We move we move on to uh, what's the next one? Stand- standout players. Yeah. Yes. Uh, who do you think i mean you got a lot of big names on here i just talked about them um but of course we we narrowed down to one player who's the the man who's going to carry them all um i would say women but there are no women on paris of course it's true um yeah who's who's the mvp it's hard to in overwatch it's hard to will it down to one player but we have to joe <laughs> for the cast
1: yeah um uh... Yeah, I, I think for me, um, again, sort of the way I've been looking at this is like the players that I know um, are going to need to have um, success in order for the team uh, to be able to do the same. And I think um, definitely here for Paris, it's going to have to be um, um, this returning all talent already. Um, but, you know, both Soon and Shadowburn making um, team transitions, uh, which we haven't really um, discussed a lot, but I, I imagine that probably um, is. You know, fairly significant, especially for those two in particular. You know, who spent uh, the whole season um, with uh, LA Valiant, and Philadelphia Fusion, uh, and now coming in here with a completely new organization, trying to um, you know, trying to stabilize and trying to um, give the benefits of experience. But I think that is what they're going to have to do. Uh, coming into this is uh, is to stabilize and and to um, to share their experience and to be. Um, you, you know, confidence boosters, I think for this roster is going to be important. Um, and, you know, it's so, f- uh, for that, you know, if I had to, if I had to pick one, I'll go Shadowburn because, you know, f- fusion alum, but, um, but <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those two, I think. Um, it, uh, and it's really both of those two are going to have to be rocks for this team
0: yeah uh the the All season ers are going to be absolutely huge on, especially on these expansion teams most of the expansion teams tried to get at least one it seemed um and I think I think they'll be pretty big because it, playing on the big stage playing in in the league now is uh it's a bigger it's a different feeling and it's a grind. It's a long grind. All these players are used to contenders where seasons are a lot shorter. You get some you get a lot more breaks um or they're used to Apex and all this stuff which are just random tournaments that are happening at random times, but this is a long season. Um so hopefully these people help them get get used to it. So I agree with you there. I I'm, I'm looking at someone like uh I'll I'll take a look. I'll take a look at the new players since you took a look at the old players uh like i mentioned nico uh very impressive i'm not sure if he's going to be starting soon our shadow burn they seem like better talent um but i'm sure nico will get in at some point besides that i like i really liked ben best's performance in in the world cup um and i th- i think uh i think he will end up doing it'll be a pretty great Main tank for the Paris Eternal during, during the regular season. So I'm going to go with Ben Best actually uh, to turn some heads and surprise some people uh, and be the stand up player for the Paris Eternal. Uh, anticipated matchups, I think there's one I alluded to a little bit earlier that's pretty obvious um, in the London Spitfire. I'll get that out of the way right now. Obviously, London Spitfire, Euro versus Euro. The the actual European team, Paris Eternal, versus the Korean European team, London Spitfire, yeah, and
1: that's their first match of the stage.
0: Yep. Um, is that one? <clears throat> is that one on like Saturday or Sunday?
1: Uh, first match Saturday at noon.
0: Okay. Um, I that's, that's first match the- at least. Um, that's exciting. That's perfect time for the Europeans as well. That's that's uh that's noon is about like seven six. It's well depending on where you are in Europe. It's like between like six and like ten there, or whatever. So uh, that's that's a nice little time for those Europeans. They get to watch the their two teams. Like God, I'm so excited for this first week. Oh my God. Um, besides that. Um, any, any other anticipated matchups you got for Paris?
1: Um, I mean, um, I think some of the, the more obvious ones talking about, uh, when Paris plays, um, LA Valiant, which actually looks like won't be until stage four. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Um, cause I guess that's the, the cross divisional match. Um, you, you know, obviously having having soon come back to his old team, uh, yeah, or or Philly fusion you know for the for the crossback but yeah i don't know um i think LA Valiant like we've we discussed uh the week we talked about them it's going to be a very different team uh, than they were in, in season 1 so it's going to be interesting to see
0: yeah um another one i want to i mean Dallas will, Dallas and Houston will be interesting for KaiKai Kai, specifically Dallas because he was with Envious and Dallas for a longer time um what else? I was I just had one Guangzhou Charge, the team uh, the team I was just talking about, specifically for the reason that Kib uh, is on the Guangzhou, Guangzhou Charge, and I think uh, I think the Paris Eternal should have picked up Kib because I really liked him in the World Cup. I think he's one of the best European players out there, and they're missing him. Um, so uh, who else? I think that's I think that's a good amount. I mean, NYXL obviously. That'll be a good matchup. Um, yeah, we get down to it. Man. Where uh, where are you gonna put the Paris Eternal on that? Give me give me a rough placing in the final standings, Joe.
1: Yeah. So for me, um, I think uh, you know spoilers for next week, but uh, I do think um, that uh, Paris is gonna be in and up um actually as a as top half team I, i'm i'm i think confident enough of that um they're definitely one of the better um expansion teams coming in for season 2 um i don't necessarily think i would uh, call them the best but um yeah they definitely have the potential i think um sitting in like 8 to 10 i think um is it, pretty reasonable so um you know just depending on the way things go um you know, might end up um, you know, sneaking into a, a play in um uh for some kind of uh some kind of playoffs but uh I think beyond that, you know, we'll just have to see.
0: Yeah. Um Joe, you, you favor them a little bit more than me. I got them. I mean of course mine aren't mine aren't written out, mine could change, so no spoilers here, but I think uh I think I have them probably around like thirteenth through fifteenth. Um I think uh, I'm not as impressed with their roster and I think they did limit themselves um but I do think they have potential to to be to to do it but I'll I'll do like 12th to 14th actually because I think I think they have the potential to make that wild card thing at the end um an automatic playoff spot as in getting top 6 would be tough for this team um but I think I think their ceiling is making that wild card tournament so uh, we'll we'll see if if they end up able to do it. And now, Joe, we get to our final team to preview, and this is twenty of twenty, Joe. We we have it's it's taken months of hard work for us to get here, but we're here. <laughs> it's true. The Guangzhou Charge. They should be honored as we saved the best for last, right, Joe? You're gonna give this team an A plus. You're gonna say that they are going to get first place this season because they are the best. <laughs> Something um, like that. <laughs> Guangzhou Charge. So, uh, Guangzhou Charge is a very interesting team uh, because they they sort of went a little bit of mixed roster in there um, with uh, lots of Koreans on there, uh, but you got two Chinese players, uh, and then you have a British player, Kib, and then you have an American player in Nero. So they they went European, they went North American, uh, and they went a- they went uh, Asian on all of it. So, a very interesting mixed roster that I think people are uh, decently impressed with. You've got, I mean, the highlights are um, Eileen, who, is, uh, who has been in the Overwatch scene as a Chinese player for, for a while. Um, and I think a lot of people who follow Chinese Overwatch are very impressed with this play. Uh, you have Hotba, who of course was uh, on the Philadelphia Fusion last year and got traded. That was like one of one of the first trades in the offseason. season. Um,
1: back and, back before uh, we knew what long Show was.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like they're going to be traded to a an expansion team because <laughs> uh, they literally had not announced what they were. Um, and then you have people like uh, Happy, who was on Elemental Misket Element mystic and then eventually Metabellum. Um, yeah, so you, you got some impressive names out there, Joe. what do you what do you think about their their strategy going in the off season and, and how how they did?
1: Yeah, you're right. it's a it is a super interesting sort of team um, that, that you know I, I can't imagine um, or I can't imagine there's there's some sort of story uh, maybe with uh, with the addition of uh, uh, Kib or Nero in particular uh to again what is um definitely a i guess eastern roster as uh, is, is fair to say but um you know we have seen uh this roster in play once um against in their their show match against soul dynasty which was um actually uh, relatively close at least uh, score wise if i remember right i think it was 2-2 um yep. that they played which was straight up tied yeah which was super interesting to see um uh, but yeah, beyond that um you know as a again from the perspective of not um you know uh chinese contenders or korean contenders uh contenders followers so much that this is this is another um you know roster that you have to uh, you know rely on bits and pieces like to get uh, for what you know about but um i think uh this is definitely not um the worst expansion team uh this is also definitely not the best expansion team um but i think you know that combination of stuff is um uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see how this plays out um you know as the season progresses and that sort of thing but um i don't know it's uh interesting sort of of combination of things i mean we talked about uh like toronto is, is sort of um a, another sort of combination of things that we've um that we've talked about but yeah i don't know it's uh it's, it's, it's something about this I, I i like a little bit more you know maybe it is just the star power that we're looking at um but yeah so its trying to give an off season grade i don't know um that um it's a team that exists. I'm not entirely sure how I want to feel about it yet, but uh, I'm sure they'll give us plenty of chance, uh, plenty of chances to think about that. So uh, offseason, great. You know, uh, we'll give them um, a B minus or something. Or
0: uh, yeah, sure, B minus. Yeah. <laughs> B minus. Okay. Um, yeah, Guangzhou. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, they're. They're I, they're like in the middle of the expansion teams for me. They they're not the most impressive, but they're not the worst. Um, based off the talent I could see here, I really like. Um, I mean, they mostly have Metabellum players on their team, but I think it was I was watching um, that podcast with Thorin and Monte Cristo. I don't know why the name always evades me. Uh, but but Monte, I think was talking about um, picking up players sort of that that uh, not necessarily not picking up like roster cushions but picking up players from from bad teams that have individual skill sort of um and I don't think I mean Eileen and only wish were on they were on like the best Chinese contenders team but I think you can kind of you can kind of say that in the off-season, the Chinese contenders teams were on a completely like lower level than any Korean Korean team, uh, Korean contenders team, just because it was a Korean contenders team. Um, so in comparison, I believe most people believe the team that Eileen and only wished to be on were not as good as Metabellum, or not as good as Element Mystic, or any of these other teams. Um, so I think picking. Picking players out of these European contenders teams, these North American contenders teams, these Chinese contenders teams, or or any contenders, Australian contenders teams, is uh, a strategy that maybe Boston Uprising deploys a lot, um, and it seems like Guangzhou kind of applied with Kib and with Nero and with um, Eileen and Only Wish, <clears throat> and I believe with Shu as well. I think Shu was on Toronto Esports. Yep um these players not necessarily on the best teams um yeah nero was also on toronto esports uh not on the best teams necessarily but they had enough individual talent to be picked up so those are some of my most impressive pickups in the offseason personally i'm going to give them a b alongside paris eternal uh i think they're about the same talent as paris eternal uh yeah, standout players. I know um, you've, you've seen Kib in World Cup. Um, you've seen Hoppe before, of course. who's on the Philadelphia Fusion, your your favorite team, Joe. But uh, who, who do you who do you think stands out this season?
1: Um, yeah, I think uh, for me again, these players that are going to have to find success. Um, and, uh, for me, I'm going to pick two again because I'm I enjoy cheating, um, and it's going to have to be. Um, the, the combination of Kib and Nero i think um again uh, gonna have to find success um coming into uh chinese team with a with an eastern roster uh that you know presumably there are uh, language issues uh they're gonna have to be addressed um and, and that sort of thing but um uh, you know to talk about the talent that's that's definitely there and to be able to um, use that effectively is gonna to take some um, investment i think from those two
0: yeah, I definitely think it's gonna be. It was interesting in that preseason game seeing them out there with the whole roster, <laughs> looking looking like sore thumbs. But uh, but um, it was <clears throat> it was interesting to see them being played in the game and seeing how they performed. And I think they did pretty well alongside the roster despite language barrier and all that. If you haven't seen on their YouTube channel, they released a Chinese New Year video, um, and it seems like they're all like good buddies at this point. <clears throat> uh, so. Seems like that may not be a problem I'm going to go Eileen I've been a big fan of Eileen the whole Since since Overwatch um, Started because he's been um, He's been there In Chinese World Cups and all this Stuff from the beginning and I think He's been a super impressive DPS Player and I think he is going to stand out uh, And be one Of the best DPS players this season Even not even just the best DPS player On Guangzhou Charge Uh, I'm going to go Eileen all right, um, anticipated matchups for the Guangzhou charge it's a little harder for the inaugural season teams Joe but do you have any have any rivalries in mind for this team already despite not being on the stage yet
1: yeah I think uh, I think probably the biggest matches for this team is gonna be uh, coming in against uh, the the their fellow Chinese teams right uh, whether mm-hmm. it's Chengdu Hangzhou uh, but also Shanghai obviously which uh, is we, looking at a very different roster than um uh, season one hopefully with very different results um, um yeah, i mean that that's three right there but uh, but i liked your points uh, when we were talking about paris about um uh, uh, about kib though and and paris um that, that that's you know if that's a, a trade we're gonna see or a change we're going to see at some point later in the season that'll be interesting to see
0: yeah um i think it knocked out all four honestly (laughs) um
1: i mean there are only 19 other teams so yeah (laughs)
0: um yeah we're we're gonna have to see uh, obviously if they, they make any other other rivals but uh yeah the big four of the chinese teams especially i mean shanghai is gonna be pretty big but they play Chengdu first i believe yes they play Chengdu first and then um and then Dallas, Ooh. Uh, but I think I think that's actually going to be If you look at the colors versus Dallas, that's going to be a pretty interesting game because they're both uh, they both really like the darker blue, light blue color scheme. So it's true. It's true. It's it's the fight of it's the fight of that. I guess if you care about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you covered it pretty well. Chinese teams, uh, those are going to be the biggest matchups. Where are they going to place? this is it this is the final final placement before we actually give you concrete placements next week in our power rankings joe where do you where, where do you got them around
1: where do i have guangzhou charge um yeah so like i said sort of um middle of the pack um expansion teams um just unfortunately translates to below the middle of the pack um with the rest of the teams um uh, all 20 te- all 20 teams in the league you know just with factors of experience and that sort of thing um but it, i think Wangzhou is uh, uh, definitely above um you know the the bottom three or four teams i think uh, is fair to say um but, but there's there's actually uh, we'll, when we get to this next week but there are i think s- several teams that um uh, it's gonna be an interesting. Uh, to watch how, uh, like, you know, 14 through 17 um, develops as the season continues, um, it, I think there's they're definitely going to be one of those uh, one of those teams in that range. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, I I'm with you there. I, I got I'll, I have them like like 14 to 14 to 16. I think that's probably a fair a fair assessment. Which uh, I I would be I like this roster. I'd be excited if they got higher, but. Uh, I think there's a lot of talent in this league and I think they're about middle of the pack. And honestly, I could see them getting, getting worse, getting worse than I predict more than getting, getting higher than I predict, which is scary for them. Um, But yeah, that's, that's it, Joe. Round of applause. Wow. We, We did it. We, uh, we absolutely nailed it, Joe. Good job. It was a long process, but we finally get to reveal our full power rankings next week, the Tuesday before um, before the big get big day, Thursday, next Thursday. Uh, and by then, it's going to be a big episode because we'll have our power rankings, which will take a good amount of time. Oh yeah. Hopefully, we don't have. Hopefully, we don't have too many news, too much news. I mean, I mean, um,
1: th- there won't be much news beyond. Uh... Hey, guess what? There's Overwatch League coming.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, and then we we get to we get to preview a week, a stage one, it's the stage one week one preview. Um, maybe make some predictions in there. Yeah, we, we'll uh, come we'll,
1: up to we'll come up with some standard format to start doing.
0: Yeah, I definitely mean you. We should uh we should hop on a Discord call sometime this week actually, and uh, figure that out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before before the episode because I think that that is important. And then uh maybe maybe we'll also um, we'll also recap the draft a little bit that we're going to be a part of uh, as on the flank. and uh, I could finally reveal my strategies because uh, we won't have to do that. <laughs> we won't have we won't ha- I won't have to uh, conceal my strategies anymore because, the draft would have already happened and i'm so excited to tell you guys about some of the stats <laughs> that i found on my excel sheet that's a little tease for next week next week's episode is going to be the best on the flank episode ever is basically what we're saying yeah
1: so you, sh- you should listen to this one and then just you should listen to next ones instead yeah Dude, not, if you're not listening that we're to at the one, end of it
0: if you're listening to this one stop <laughs> right now i don't know why you're listening to this one it's the next one that's gonna be good all right, do so you got anything else to say before we sign off uh, uh, for this episode? I don't think so. I mean, we're
1: it, it, it's coming. It's close. We're like 8 days, 10 days, something like that.
0: Oh my god. I cannot believe it. <laughs> Every time I do this podcast, I get so excited for that first week of this of season 2, and it's finally here. Uh social media if, if you guys want to follow us on our personal Twitters mine is at JW George IV Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc that's INC uh, and then we have a show Twitter it's at on the flank show you can also email us on the at gmail.com you can either tweet at us or email us if you have a topic you would like us to talk about uh, you are listening to this some way somehow. But if you would like to listen to it in a different way, we are also at ontheflank.podbean.com on your internet browsers Uh, or on YouTube. My personal YouTube channel is John George. That's hard to search on YouTube and find. So uh, maybe if you search John George on the flank, it'll come up. But you can also find it on my uh, Twitter account. If you are an Apple user an iPhone user it is on iTunes it is on Apple podcasts if you are an Android user or if you are an Android as we said last week um, we're on Spotify and Google Play Uh, of course I think there's some sort of Android robot discrimination going on if you watched the Super Bowl Uh, almost an unprecedented amount of advertisements were making fun of robots for not being able to do things which is weird um, like one was a tax slayer commercial about how robots can't do taxes which they probably would be <laughs> yes, able said, to
1: it's like out of all the things that robots <laughs> might be able to do that's probably likely
0: <laughs> yeah and then the other one, the other one is a lot less likely obviously but it was robots like it was this whole commercial of, oh yeah robots can do all this stuff but they can't drink beer can uh... they <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But if you are an Android and listen to our podcast, I disagree with those commercials. Please don't kill us all. (laughs) Spotify, Google Play for you guys. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll check you guys next week for our greatest episode yet. it would seem like we're at a time in our history where we're super worried about robots taking <laughs> over or Huh. Which, which feels random because I I don't think we're too worried about that right now
1: yeah, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I preemptively titled our next show already just <laughs> just cause <laughs> cause we've been hyping it up so much I mean that's just basically what it's gonna have to be <laughs>
0: Not, we're losing all our
1: listeners, Joe.
0: Yeah.
1: See so ya. Um, so. That was a fun episode. Yeah. yeah, it worked out well. I guess I can stop recording.